disturbing. Hi there, and welcome to Dork Wars, the podcast, your galactic hub for all things Star Wars. My name's Blake, and I'm here with Wesley. What's up, dorks? And I'm joined by two very special guests this evening. We have Lewis. Hi. And Danny. Hello there. These two fine gentlemen have joined us this evening all the way from Great Britain. Um, they're doing us the honor of guest starring on our podcast after we guest start on theirs. They are from the podcast Shouting Into the Void. It is a very cool podcast where they talk about everything. And I do mean everything. <laughs> yeah, real quick. I was going through some of you guys' older stuff. And in particular, I really like the Better Call Saul stuff. Mm. Oh, yeah, we love we love Better Call Saul. Oh, definitely, yeah. It's, it's certainly my favorite television show of all time. Like, just without, mm. yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, I got into it because of Breaking Bad, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think they just started recording a new season. Is that right? I think they yeah, started, I think it is coming out. Didn't they start, I think Bob Odenkirk that went out to New Mexico to film it couple of days ago i don't know if they've just started filming or or they're at the end i'm not entirely sure but um i'll be i'll be here for it when it, when yeah. it finally <laughs> drops yeah me too i'm gonna to tune into shout it into the void absolutely so i'm definitely gonna to have to watch this show then if you if all of you guys like it it's oh, really yeah. probably oh, yeah. it's one of the greatest tv shows of all time you will love Ooh. it Whoa, Lewis, do, do, you work for, do you work for their marketing team, Lewis? <laughs> yes, I do. Whoa. It's my secret side hustle. I work for their marketing team. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be sending um, Dork Wars an invoice for that, that, that free advertising <laughs> spot. But there is an import fee. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. Ah, inside jokes, the best. So, uh, kind of segueing into... Shouting into the void, Danny or Lewis, whoever wants to talk about it, both of you at the same time, who cares? Uh, yeah, I think both of us at the same time, clashing with each other as much as possible. I think it'll, let's it'll really make Lewis, it difficult. My <laughs> yes, make the re- editing process as difficult as possible for Andrew. That's right. Well, I think I'm editing, so it's going to be hard for me. Um, so, what is shouting into the void, and what is it about? Lewis? Uh, well, thank you, Danny. Um, I'll take the floor. <laughs> Um, shouting into the void. We started out as a podcast about like movies and TV and video games and books and anything that we like, really. And we will go on and talk about that and, and maybe have a few laughs along the way. And very quickly, it devolved into two idiots rambling almost incoherently about nonsense that just happens to crop up at any given moment. And then in the last 10 minutes of the show, we remember, oh, God, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about a film today. And then we'll hurriedly talk about whatever film it happens to be at that, that moment in time. Um, I'd say that's a pretty accurate description of the show, wouldn't wouldn't you say so, Dan? I would say so. Um, you know, I, I think I think the title is. I still think that that's like our biggest achievement so far because it's <laughs> it's it's we've made it's sixty episodes. Enough. Yeah, it's vague enough so that anything can be talked about, mm, and if anyone mm. complains, it's like, well, what did, what did you expect? Yeah, just shouting to the void. Exactly. Yeah. We're just shouting. And I'm telling you, man, as, as chaotic as your description of your show is, it works. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of episodes now, and I'm telling you, I'm hooked. I am a fan of Shouting Into the Void. Um, very fun podcast to listen to. 
Uh, it's it's a very real, very um, organic podcast. There's there's not a ton of editing that goes on. Uh, it seems because I was on. <laughs> that is, we were... that is the kindest way of saying cheap <laughs> I have ever. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, we listened back. To, I listened back to to when we guessed it on your guys's, and and it's like you know what? <laughs> Everything I said is in there. <laughs> yeah, it's very authentic though, so yeah. it's good. Oh yeah, it's it's oh, very yeah, fun definitely. to listen to. But you know. so definitely go listen to Shouting into the Void. Uh, great show, uh, great hosts. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Even better name, Shouting into the Void. <laughs> yeah, then goes a long way. So let's let's jump into our Star Wars chat. These fine gentlemen did a um, series of episodes on each trilogy of Star Wars. So they did an original trilogy episode, they did a prequel trilogy episode, and then a sequel trilogy episode, and then they also did an interview with Wesley and myself um, hey. about Star Wars, about what we thought about it. And go go check out all those episodes and all the other ones as well. So we're going to ask them a few Star Wars questions here on Dork Wars the Podcast. Are you ready? Oh I, yes. I've never been more ready. <laughs> What's the prize if I get all the answers right? You win an all-inclusive trip to Alderaan. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I didn't even have be ready on my questions. Um, no, it's cool. So, Danny or Lewis, what started your Star Wars journey, and are you hooked? Go on, Dan. You you, you jump in. Okay. Um, <laughs> I started watching uh, Star Wars when I was about five, when my my dad sat me down and watched it, and instantly. I was hooked on it. I loved um I loved uh, Darth Vader particularly. I used to um dress up as Darth Vader, I used to get all the Legos and stuff like that and um I think that the quintessential moment of my childhood was um in uh, the cinema for Revenge of the Sith when you finally get what you're promised and Darth Vader's helmet goes onto Anakin's face and it's dead silent, and then you hear that iconic breath, and then you just hear me screeching at the top of my voice, <laughs> <It's Darth Vader>! <laughs> <laughs> And I, I ruined everyone's cinematic experience. So, um... Wait, that was you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hooked on Star Wars, mm-hmm. I would say. That's pretty um, great, man. Uh, yeah. So the question is, do you still dress up as Darth Vader? <laughs> I mean, uh, the official. I'd say answer, your day-to-day wardrobe is like is, it contains a lot of black clothes. So <laughs> nice. Whether you're doing it deliberately or not, you're kind of there. Yeah. I mean, I'm very, s- I'm very unfit, so I do a lot of heavy breathing. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I guess. Hey, same you know, if the same here. That's most of the editing of our podcast is uh, editing out Blake's breathing. <laughs> I still have a stormtrooper costume for Halloween, so it's okay if you wear Darth Vader costume. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that tall, so I wouldn't be able to let you know do it justice, but I would I would certainly have fun doing it. Yeah. So you could cosplay um Stewie from the uh yes. Family Guy Star Wars nice. uh, episodes. It. And I can do quite a good Stewie Griffin impression, so it would be so it would be all good. Yeah. So, so there we go. Now we're planning Halloween out. That's going to be exactly. cool. We, 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 we got to take a trip over. Definitely. It's March, everyone. It's March. 
<laughs> we're just hope we're hoping everything's open by Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Just hoping. So, um, Lewis, what was your um beginning experience with Star Wars and are you hooked? Well, my sort of starting experience with Star Wars um was when Danny said, I think we should do Star Wars for the podcast and I naively went, Yeah, all right. And that launched me into what can only be described as a nightmare fever dream in which I watched nine films in extremely short succession. Um, and so <laughs> my, my experience of Star Wars, I think, in start to finish was, you know, when you're having like a, a really good stew, someone makes like a stew for you and you're like, oh, I'm really enjoying these potatoes. They're like really well cooked. And these little bits of like, like beef. Oh, they're really good too, and and these, oh, there's these little florets of broccoli. They're like a nice, a nice bit in here. And then every now and then, um, I'd see something in the stew that I didn't like very much. For example, I'd see Jar Jar Binks floating in my stew, <laughs> and I would get very upset about that. Um, but I would have to eat the whole bowl of stew so that I could talk about it on the podcast. Um, so that's my experience of Star Wars. Um, am I hooked? Yes, I'd go for another bowl of stew. I I think I would. Yes. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think wow. it does. Um, you know what? That's the first time I've ever heard Jar Jar Binks uh, related to a bowl of stew. And <laughs> if I see Jar Jar in my stew, I'm probably just going to throw it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. If I saw in the supermarket that there was like spaghetti hoops and like like tins like on the shelves of like spaghetti hoops, baked beans, and then I, I saw that Heinz or whatever were making like tins of spaghetti hoops but the hoops were actually in the shape of jar jar binks's face i don't think i would be able to resist buying a tin i i don't like spaghetti hoops at the best of times but i don't think i would be able to resist buying a tin of jar jar binks pasta just for i the think aesthetic. i would precisely how chaotic would it be to have that be a, a, the decoration in a room to put that on a wall it would be beautiful and now that you mention it i I think they actually might have had like a Chef Boyardee here in the States, a Chef Boyardee what? thing that uh, when when episode one came, and I might just be remembering that I was like seven, six, seven, eight years old when they were advertising uh, Phantom Menace back when it came out in 99. Mm. But there there was, I mean, Star Wars was every, everywhere at that time. They uh, Jar Jar Binks was on potato chips with Anakin Skywalker and Sebulba from the pod racing thing. Um, I, I'm almost certain there was some SpaghettiOs shaped like Jar Jar Binks back in like 99. Fantastic. I, I will make it my mission in life to hunt down a tin and nail it to my wall. <laughs> it's it's got to be gotta be on eBay. Got to be. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Someone's saying vintage, never opened. Well, I'd, I'd hope not. <laughs> if it's a, a can of pasta from 1999, I'd hope no one's opened you, it to used, have some. Used can of Jar Jar pasta. Uh, oh, Christ. <laughs> So, which side of the force do you identify with more, and which side do you think is more powerful? Uh, Danny, let's go to you on this one first. Uh, I probably have to go with the Sith on this one, because um, mm -hmm. um, I just I just can't get behind the whole Jedi sort of, you know, code. You know, the sort of, uh, sort of cutting yourself off from emotional attachments. Um, mm, no man is an island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just sort of. I'm quite an angry person, <laughs> so, so so I would I would find it very difficult to just like restrain myself to let the light side of the force. I would have to let probably I want I want to use Sith lightning. Okay. 
who does I was dancing around it, but that's all I want. Okay. <laughs> but you run the risk of going all all sort of a strange color and all wrinkly like Emperor Palpatine. It's Palpatine worth it. It's worth it. I see. It's, it's worth it. Yeah, it's totally worth it. And not everyone goes like that, you know. Dooku didn't. Dooku didn't. Uh, that's the only cause of that weird change in appearance that I've seen is Force Lightning. So I feel like I don't want to run the risk. Yeah. Like one in five <laughs> times, I get I get turned into a strange color and I get all wrinkly. <laughs> like, I don't want to run those odds. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, being on the dark side, you're going to get a limb cut off. Um, somewhere, yeah. every yeah. everybody got a limb cut off, or b- the both of their legs, or burned to pieces, or bur- burned to death, or burned near to death. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the odds aren't good uh, being a Sith Lord. Uh, so, Lewis, what side of the Force do you identify more with, and um, which side do you think is more powerful? Um, well, I think that for the sheer reason that, like, a lot of the Sith are just too angry to function in a lot of ways i think that for that reason alone i think the jedi is sort of more powerful um i don't know if i'd really identify with with either side i know this is a massive cop out but like <laughs> I, on the, I don't i kind of i look at how the whole jedi thing of like danny said about like cutting yourself off from everybody that you love and all this sort of stuff and i think well that looks a bit shit and then i look at the the sith code of <laughs> ethics right. which is like murder a load of kids if you <laughs> if you feel like it and i thought well that, i don't really want to do that either um, so I'd ideally like for there to be some kind of middle ground where I can swing a lightsaber around, but also just chill out and have a nap, um, <laughs> if that's at all possible. Can I be so a chilled Lewis out is, Jedi? Is that all right? <laughs> th- that's what we call in the biz a gray Jedi. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah, it sounds cool, too. Like, that's just a cool name. Yeah. But I could kind of get on board. That was actually a test, and Lewis passed. Uh, you're not supposed to want to either. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. So I failed. I failed. It's, it's okay, then. I will be accepting we'll my certificate in a week's time. <laughs> we will keep you in class, though. We will keep you in class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, being the, the Jedi, it's it's hard to kind of get on board with the, the no compassion, no love, no attachments. And if you really look at the Jedi ideolo- ideology, they should embrace compassion. They should embrace love. They shouldn't try to distance themselves from it. Um, like mm. uh, Anakin says in Episode 2 when he's talking to Padme, he's talking about how the Jedi should really embrace love, how they should be love. And I, I think that was something that could have saved their order from plunging into the dark. Mm, definitely. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Wesley, what do you think? Who who do you identify with? If we're talking about power, then I think the Sith is more powerful just because of how much anger they have and just all the testosterone they have built up. <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, it's power. It's power in quick succession, isn't it? I mean, you can't be angry like, forever, you know. You, Eventually, you're gonna be like, "Oh, well, that's over." I guess I'll have a nap now. You're gonna burn out, you know. Palpatine's been mad for like sixty years. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suppose <laughs> he's he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Palpatine's like this old cranky grandpa. To be fair, yeah, he... you, how many? Sorry, I, I'm I'm cutting over you massively now, Wes. But to be fair, like. How many old people have you met that are incredibly old and incredibly cranky? Perhaps the the Sith rely on that, that as you get older, you just get more furious with time. Perhaps that's, that's the point. entire Sith code of ethics, that you look around you and you're like, oh, these teenagers wearing their jeans low. Oh, that makes me bloody angry. <laughs> and then, do you know what I mean? What if that's yeah, force the lightning them to death right there, the front, right there on the front yes. lawn. Yes, get off my lawn, and then he force <laughs> lightnings them to death. Yeah. Unlimited! 
power. Yeah. <laughs> Your hate has made you powerful. <laughs> See, and I think Danny could do a really good um, Palpatine impression because Palpatine's got a Scottish accent in the original films, not in the prequels for some reason. So he, so he, but in the so original, he does. Does he? He does. Wait, are you yeah, talking I, about I did not pay enough attention to are these you films, talking about Christ. Empire? Are you talking about Empire Sorry. Strikes Back, the original one, where it's... Um, it's I don't know. I, he, he, he has so few lines in Empire Strikes Back. I can definitely tell him Return of the Jedi, because he's talking about... Uh, in one line, he's talking about... um, And your friends. And it's just the way he says, like, it's very Scottish. And then I, I really yeah. just noticed this, like, a couple months ago. Because I was watching the prequel trilogy, and I'm like, he's got a very, very pomp and circumstance, um, very British accent when he's like regular Palpatine, not gray and creepy looking. And then when he becomes Palpatine, <laughs> he is just like a more sinister British accent. But in the original trilogy, he has more of a Scottish accent. And it's yeah, kind of the- funny, kind of how uh, Princess Leia had a English accent for about five seconds when talking to Tarkin. Um, True. <laughs> so. True. The more you tighten your grip, Tarkin, the more systems will slip through your fingers. And then it's like, aren't you a little short to be a stormtrooper? It's like, <laughs> that was good. That Danny, was that is the best impression of Princess Leia I've ever heard. Well, you know, you know, I try. I've been practicing all week. <laughs> so uh, which era of Star Wars would you choose to live in if you could? Ooh. Go on, Lewis. Either one of um, you. Well... Okay, I feel I feel like my philosophy in Star Wars is right. Okay, right. You see people farming things in the Star Wars universe, like in even in like the Mandalorian when they're in that like swampy bit when they're like harvesting fish from the ponds or whatever the f- is they're doing in that village. I feel like that's the life I would want to live. So if there's a way for me to live that like in any of to be honest any era, I I would be happy to live in a small village and drink spotchka and harvest fish. Um, so I suppose it doesn't matter what era I live in? That's a terrible answer. Um, Lewis is copping out. I would like to harvest hard... fish in the original trilogy, please. Can we make that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so that is that is two that Lewis has pretty much just said, I'm not answering that question at all. Uh, Daddy, which era of Star Wars do you think it would be cool to live in? Um, that's a good question. Um... And I'm going to try and give you a good answer. So, yeah. <laughs> I would well, like to change definitely my let answer, you down. please. Let everyone. Lewis change his answer. Yeah, give him a... <laughs> Can't oh, change shit. answers. No, you can, you can change it. You can change your answer. Okay, I would like to change my answer to before the prequel trilogy, when it's kind of just a pretty chilled out situation. The Jedi Council are, like, running around doing stuff. Anakin hasn't, like, gone crazy yet. Everybody's kind of chilled out. I'd like to be in that chilled out time period. That seems pretty chilled. I'd like to do that. Live in that fancy sit that fancy city okay. with all the flying cars. I'd like that. Cor- Coruscant. Yeah, that Every- one. Everybody's that one. happy. <laughs> Whatever era has the pod racing. That's that's where I want to be because in the later trilogies, Ooh. it's there's no pod racing. I don't know where it went, but I want that. <laughs> I want to live. Uh, Hmm. I want to live in the time of uh, the old Republic, like in the video nice. games, 
where there's like countless sort of Jedi and countless Sith. You know, it seems more exciting. It seems a bit more sort of, oh, you know, there's a lot going on here, you know. Turn um, the corner, you can I, get mugged by some dude with a red lightsaber. That'd be awesome. Exactly. I want I want that opportunity for myself, you know. Sorry, sorry, hang on, <laughs> what? <laughs> Turn the corner and you'd get mugged. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, live in a village and harvest fish and drink spatchka. That's, oh, that's not life. Don't be so boring. So now no, you're not being boring. I'm being relaxed. So... I'm now relaxing and drinking spatchka. You're getting mugged. <laughs> so now you know why shouting into the void is such a great podcast. There's so many differing opinions <laughs> from only two people. Uh... Yeah, I often disagree with myself at times. Uh... <laughs> that's that's very healthy. Uh, that's very healthy psyche you got there, Danny. Uh... <laughs> So, Blake, which era would you live in if you could choose any? That's a tough one. I wrote the questions. I didn't write any answers. (laughs) Um, Well, to to be honest, I would like to live, and I'm I'm bringing in Legends. Okay, I'm going to bring in Legends. I would like to live after the original trilogy in the the Legends books um, where Luke Skywalker is getting his Jedi school, his Jedi Academy back up and running. He's got his... Uh, niece and nephews and Han and Leia are together. Jason Solo, yeah, and that. yeah. Jason Solo, Jana Solo, mm, Anakin Solo. Uh, every, they're they're off doing missions, fighting wars. It's it's a good time, mm. man. And I will say those books are pretty bleak because if I'm not mistaken, uh, most of the Solo children die. So yeah, I mean you've got the you've Crikey. got you've got the Yuzong Vong and all that coming in. You've got uh, Thrawn. I'd I'd like to I'd like oh, yeah. to work I'd like to work for Thrawn or be like just allowed to observe how Thrawn like, conducts himself in like a a battle. That'd be pretty cool. See yeah. now Grant's gonna be mad he missed this. Uh Grant <laughs> on our podcast, man, he loves Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's like Oh, he's such a good guy. Dude, like I th- he Grant's engaged right now, but I really think he would marry Grand Admiral Thrawn if he was available. <laughs> <laughs> But um, right. yeah, it, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, so let's uh, move on. Favorite Force user? It can be light side. It can be dark side. It could be uh, someone who's not even associated with the side. There's so many Force users out there in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Lewis, let's start with you, man. Who is your favorite Force user? I think I'd have to say Obi Wan because I just mm. love Obi Wan. He's great. <laughs> it's um aside from the fact that he's like absurdly dreamy in in the prequel trilogy, <laughs> and it, and he's just he's it's like that that he's sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? He embodies that sort of Jedi um, stoicism, but also kindness. And I think that is is both he's a cool guy and he's also a force user. So you see what I'm doing? He fits the bill. I like him. Yeah, he's also a meme lord. He is he's a meme lord. This is true. Yeah, hello there. You know, he is the king uh. <laughs> of memes. He is so, like, just, you know, something endearing about him. You know, you just want mm. to, just, mm. just can't help but like the guy, you know. Plus, the Jedi yeah. robes look better on him than on literally any other Jedi. That is true. Mace Windu, Yoda, anyone. You know? Yeah. Uh, on our on our last episode, uh, Heroes, that is my favorite uh, hero, is actually Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, I talked a lot about him. And, funnily enough, you, you talk about how kind he is. He starts out kind of a jerk. Um, yeah, that's in episode, true. In, in episode one, he literally calls Anakin a uh, pathetic life form. Mm, oh my god! 
No wonder this no wonder this kid went to the dark side. I mean, there's really no question of why. I mean, everyone treated this kid like crap. Yeah. Um, it was, but, that was uh, my favorite part of Phantom Menace was when um, Darth Maul had no idea who this child was and decided to just try and run him over. Because <laughs> it seems like he's the kind of kid I would run over. I'm telling Sorry, you, I, Darth Maul could have saved the galaxy. He definitely well, could have. Mm-hmm. But he didn't because of his terrible driving. <laughs> if he was if he was a better driver, he would have hit the kid. Yeah. You know. I'm pretty sure that he didn't hit the kid because Liam Neeson went, Oh, fall on the floor. Anakin's so, drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh but yeah, I really I I really like Obi Wan Kenobi, man. I, I think he has a uh he has a really good character arc. He starts out kind of pompous and snooty in the Jedi ways and by the end of it, he's really relaxed. He's a kind old man. The 19 yeah. years on Tatooine aged him very, very much. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a harsh life out there on it's, Tatooine. I'm telling you, man, that t- those twin sons, man, will fry your skin. Um, yeah. but, it's hard to believe yeah. that there's so many moisture farmers in Tatooine. Um, <laughs> and there's, and there's just no been getting, like, horrifically sunburned every day in those 19 years. <laughs> so... Danny, who is your favorite Force user and why? Um, just before I say that, um, I don't understand why when Qui-Gon shouted Anakin drop, why Anakin <laughs> didn't just drop his bag instead of his whole body. <laughs> like, <laughs> imagine he just dropped his bag and it was like, no, you, the whole of you, all of you, you fool, you know? But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably, I'd probably go for a... Probably go for Plagueis. You know, I don't think we get enough of Plagueis. You know, we, we, there was one story uh, that we hear about him, um, and it was a tragedy, apparently. And uh, <laughs> I like you say that as though it's up for debate. It's like, no, it's it was a tragedy, so... apparently. <laughs> I mean, as written. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's made very clear that it's a tra- tragedy. Um, <laughs> And, and you can't learn it from the Jedi either. Yeah, it's not a story that the Jedi would tell you. And um, Mm-mm. I think I think the fact that he could look res- resurrect the dead is something that you know is pretty interesting. Um, and the fact that look, does Palpatine know how to do that? Mm-hmm. I like, think because, it's I think it's left ambiguous. I really because do. he said he told his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. So it's like, will you know then how to do that? Or is that the one thing he didn't teach you? <laughs> Apparently it wasn't everything. Um, oh. <laughs> it was de- Palpatine was definitely on the quest for that power. As we can see, Like even through episode 9, he is still kicking. Um, yeah. I think through a clone body, of course. But he was always chasing that eternal, or immortality rather, and he wanted Anakin to help him do that. So I don't I don't think he knew how to. And dude, great pick. I love Darth Plagueis. Um I, like you said, I don't think we got enough of him. I think it would have been really cool to see like Snoke as Plagueis. Um, as yeah. Plagueis. Yeah. I think that was a way mm-hmm. that they could have gone that hardcore fans would have been really happy with. And then yeah. people who just had seen the movies, didn't know much about like the legends and the lore, would have been like, Oh, that's that's new and different. And that that's something that may have saved the sequel trilogy um, from from all of the garnered hate that it has accumulated. Yeah, <laughs> I I liked um, 
See if like, if something that I really love like like comes out with something that isn't up to par with what I think it should have been or something like that. I'll sit for hours and like try and reimagine like, like <laughs> everything about right. it. I would have released another trilogy set in the old republic and I would have built on like the sort of uh you know who is oh what's his name? Uh the the big uh Sith Lord in the old republic. Uh, Darth is it Bane? Te- no, no, or, no, no. Is it um, te- Vitiate? No, is that his name? Darth uh, Revan. Rev- yeah, him. But I mean, like the old Sith Emperor. I think it is Vitiate or uh, Tenebrae or something like that. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I would start. I would I build right. it with him and have him be uh, that guy, Darth Bane, Darth Plagueis, and I would have it all lit connected right up to the sequels and have it really lit, sort of built up like that to make it look, you know, rather than just oh yeah, Palpatine's back, you know. Mm-hmm. So if there are any Disney executives listening, Danny has the perfect trilogy and story arc for your series. I've got it. He's got it. <laughs> and we can yeah. uh, pinpoint Dork Wars, the podcast, where it all came out if it gets big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we talk a lot about the Force and Force users and lightsabers and how cool it is to be a Jedi. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the non-Force users. There's a ton of those as well in the Star Wars universe. And a lot of them are really cool, interesting characters. Especially in like the original trilogy, there's a lot more non-Force users than Force users. Um, mm. So let's come to Danny first. Who is your favorite non-Force user? It's got to be Grievous. It's got to be Ooh. Grievous. Grievous is... I I explicitly tell you no no lights no I'm just kidding <laughs> no lightsabers you pick a guy with four of them okay That's... fine 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 I'll no I'm just kidding no no, no Grievous no, no, is no, fine no, no, it's great. Wow. no I'm don't, don't no, I'm change it, it. Don't change I'm changing it, it now it's gone <laughs> Grievous is dead wow. shot in the Dang so, it. Un- so uncivilized I killed him it's again uh, what a jerk <laughs> let me think these are our guests <laughs> no just go ahead Grievous is fine it's fine <laughs> Now, now I'm bullying guys that we're guessing on our podcast. I feel horrible. <laughs> um, I'll go with a. Uh, I'll go with um, Aura Singh. I think she's a really good char- character. Who? Let me see. That's is is she in the Han Solo movie? No, she's uh, in in Clone Wars. Uh, oh, she's, yeah, yeah. You know, she sort of takes care of Boba. After Django right. dies in Clone Wars, and she has that whole sort of thing with Ahsoka, she's pretty sinister. Um, yeah, she she really is. I, I think she uh, she's definitely got an edge about her, and even though she doesn't have the Force, she she kind of has a, a killer instinct. Yeah, I just looked her up real quick. <laughs> is everyone? <laughs> no yeah. one knew who I meant. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, for, I, I really did all I, about. I forgot all about Aura yeah. Singh, but um, yeah, she's pretty cool. I like her. Yeah, yeah, she's a good, she's a good character. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so over to you, Lewis. Who is your favorite non-force user and why? Okay, right, I've got two. We're gonna go with the serious one first, and then the one that has stolen my heart second. <laughs> um, <laughs> the serious one would have to go Han Solo. I think there's something about something weirdly endearing about the cockiness. I, I know that's it's. Um, it doesn't make sense, 
but there's something weirdly endearing about seeing how confident he is in his abilities and it's like he sort of has this redemption arc in the original trilogy and i, I just really like han solo as a character and as a guy and i i just really enjoyed watching him on screen basically um so that would have to be my actual serious favorite non-force user did i get all those words in the right order yeah. i think so that <laughs> Uh, fantastic but um to, to be perfectly truthful the non-force user that has utterly stolen my heart is bb8 um <laughs> because oh gosh that tiny little ball it spins and screams and is such a force of chaos in the star wars universe that i have never identified with anything more as just being such a chaotic screaming mess um so i would have to say that while bb8 has stolen my heart Han Solo is is the 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 favorite non-force user. Fair enough. So uh, B BB-8 somehow became <laughs> the uh, probably the character with the most characterization, the most emotion out of anyone in the sequel trilogy. And he was <laughs> almost completely CGI. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, moving on, moving on. I, I don't know. Here's some groans. Do you guys who, who do you guys like in the sequel trilogy better than BB-8? Um, that's a that's a good that's a good. That's well, a good I, I will say right, <laughs> Bobby Frick. Hey, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know? I think that the characters in um the sequel trilogy had the potential to be really really cool, mm, but definitely. they were just sort of, you know. I think I just think they were let down by the. By the, the too many cooks at the pot sort of thing. J.J. Abrams. Definitely. And then Ryan Johnson took over. And J.J. Abrams came back and was like, whoa, what have you done? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there you know, were... This isn't what I was wanting at all. You know, it's just you need to pick someone to do the full thing. You can't just leave after the first one and give it to someone else who's got a completely different idea of what a Star Wars film should be, you know? Mm. And funnily enough, that's like J.J. Abrams' uh, M.O. is like, start something, then, then leave it. Um, funnily enough, he came back to finish it, but when he got back, uh, the whole dumpster was on fire. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that the characters had a lot of potential. And I will say, even though I made the joke earlier that BB-8 was the best, I really like Kylo Ren in the sequel trilogy. I think he has a pretty... Funnily enough, I hate him in the first movie. Force Awakens, I hate his character. It's one-dimensional. There's no real characterization. He's just a bad guy because his grandfather was a bad guy. It, it sucked. I do not care for Last Jedi as a movie. I do like Kylo Ren's development in The Last Jedi, though. Uh, you see him kill his master. It's it's pretty pretty epic. Um, you see him ascend to like the, the supreme leader of the First Order, and then in the last movie he has this whole redemption arc. And you can really see that whole redemption arc over all three films, where Darth Vader kind of becomes good in the last ten minutes of Return of the Jedi. Uh, Kylo Ren has the light pulling at him all the time through all the yeah. movies, and that's something we really don't see. What what I would really like is like a sort of... I, I, I thought that they were going to do it when I watched The Last Jedi for the first time. I thought like, Kylo Ren was, was finally just going to toss away the sort of... Like, binary sort of Jedi and Sith and just sort of yeah. say no I'm fighting for me and I'll use whatever force abilities are necessary to get what I want like, I think that's a really interesting take on a, on a force user that we haven't seen 
before mm-hmm. and I think they could have done something with that but they you know he had a redemption arc which is you know we've seen that before and it, it was eh. but right, I just right. you know they could have shifted it up a wee bit yeah as, as far as the status quo they stuck to the status quo yeah so uh, this is a question for both of you you can say this at the same time if you want it's probably the same answer how many times <laughs> did you want to throw yourself out of a window while watching Jar Jar Binks on screen Ooh. Um, there are not enough windows in the world to, <laughs> to, to allow me to, to complete that task, uh, Lewis. Mm. Well, well, I think, um, I think um, as I said, I think Jar Jar Binks made up a frustrating amount of the stew that was my Star Wars experience. And um, if I had my, my, my choice, I would take the little floating pieces of, of, of Jar Jar Binks and I would fling them through a window um so <laughs> as many pieces of jar jar binks as is in a pot of stew a million two million too many yeah yeah one two how many parts per million is jar jar binks in a stew <laughs> someone's chopped them very fine you know it's <laughs> a good knife that guy has <laughs> look i'm, I'm probably this... <laughs> what are we even talking about now <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you've given me this image of being at like a sushi bar, and it's like a guy's making beautiful <laughs> rolls of sushi and Jar-Jar. chopping up Jar Jar Binks and, and like pushing them in amongst the sushi rice. <laughs> he doesn't deserve all that. Can I? Can yeah. I? Can I try the Binks banquet, please? Um. <laughs> uh, two Jar Jar rolls to go, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be. That'd be pretty tough, man. I I think Jar Jar is such a polarizing character. We all know what I think of Jar Jar Binks. Uh, if you listen to my guest spot on Shouting Into the Void, another shameless plug, go listen to that episode or their whole series. It's really good. Um, if you listen to my guest spot on there, I, I uh, display what I think of Jar Jar Binks. And we are going to do a Darth Jar Jar episode here on Dork Wars, a podcast. Oh, We've been wow. teasing it for a long time. We've been teasing it, man. We've been teasing it for a long time. And uh, we haven't given the fans what they want yet. Um, so, Wesley, I really don't know which... May the 4th. May the 4th. Oh! You heard it here oh. first, guys. May the 4th episode. We're releasing one on May the 4th. I don't care what day it is. And it's going to be Darth Jar Jar. Thank you, Wesley. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. wow. That is I... that is that was some quick decision-making. It takes me and Danny like a week of emailing back and forth, but that was... That was yeah, that's why we get nothing done. That's like... <laughs> well, we 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 never come up with uh we never come up with stuff this fast or this this quick. Thank you, Wesley. That's great, man. That's great. Um, I'm so I'm not going to ask you what you think of George. Are we got, we're going to talk about that on May the fourth? Apparently. Um, <laughs> so, why do you think Star Wars fans hate Star Wars movies the most? Um, I know this is something that you guys talked about um, on your podcast, and it, it really seems that the most uh the most hated comments the 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 most hate comes from people who claim to love Star Wars, and it seems that arbitrary fans, people who are just kind of casual fans, you know, they, they watch Star Wars and are either neither here or there, they love it, but people who really hate the films are people who really love Star Wars. Yeah. Mm. So, mm. Uh, I think th- it's because... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I think it's because people that love Star Wars know what Star Wars can be. I think if, if there's anything I've sort of learned while, while speaking to, to, to both of you, Blake and Wes, is, is that you speak a lot about like obscure pieces of media that I've never even heard of, 
but in in those pieces of media you tell me about stories that are a million times better than what i've seen in in the trilogies and i'm thinking well if if that's how good star wars can be i can imagine how frustrating it must be to go to a cinema sit down and there's all this excited atmosphere and then the film was a tenth or a, a hundredth of what you know star wars can be you know yeah i totally get that and there's so much Legends material out there uh, pre-Disney canon that is magnificent, is fantastic. Mm. And uh, Danny, of course, knows this. He, he seems to be pretty up on the uh, Star Wars lore here, there, and everywhere. But the, the Legends stories hold a special place in my heart and, and really is what kept me into Star Wars so long and so hard. The, every single character has a story in the Star Wars universe. Yep. And Legends seem to flesh all that out. Definitely. Mm, mm. Yeah, and for me, I, I had no idea that there was just all this confliction among Star Wars fans. I tend to stay away from social media, and I, I don't see the comments section or anything like that, but apparently that place can be very toxic and just f full of controversies. So uh, here I am living in my bubble thinking that all Star Wars fans are on the same page and think alike, like we all dislike Jar Jar Binks. Or we all like Chewie. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, it was very surprising to me to learn about all the turmoil prevalent amongst the fans. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think think the issue is is that Star Wars has a fan base that is so massive that you're, you're, gonna, you're just going to get people who have, like, who are just fundamentally different. They come from different places. They believe different things. So everyone has a sort of conceptual idea in their head of what Star Wars is. And what it should be. So you're obviously going to get like butt heads, but like some of the, I think I think there are there's a sizable minority that take it far too seriously. You know, it's that like I love Star mm. Wars and I always have, and and I always will. You know, and they'll release films that I don't like. They'll you know they'll be comics that I don't like. But I would never sort of take it to a place where I would want to see like other people who enjoy different parts of it like you know hurt or anything like that you know it's yeah. like it's there's different sort of voices in it there's different sort of ideas that are expressed and i think it's it, it i think everyone has their own little corner of it you know you've got you've got legends you've got canon you've got you know you've got there's something for everyone in it and trying to sort of make it all one thing is it's just not going to work because there's just too many people and too many differences you know Mm, mm. well said yeah very well said i can get on board with that um yeah i don't know if i would ever take star wars so seriously that i try to beat somebody up over it yeah uh, except ex except maybe wesley but i don't need <laughs> reason to fight wesley um because you hate me no, i do not hate wesley i love you man I mean, just, come on. love you too bro come on <laughs> all right hey, let's get back to the episode uh so <laughs> i kind of stole this one from uh danny and lewis when they originally had us on on their show, they sent us a list of questions, and we ended up up not using this one. Um, so I stole it. Uh, shameless, shameless. <laughs> Fair enough. That's how it know? works. <laughs> so, why do you think Jabba the Hutt looks the way that he does? Ooh, <laughs> I have the perfect answer to this question, and I will be accepting zero criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear okay. it. I think that Jabba the Hutt came to a very sensible realization. Or if not Jabba the Hutt, then Jabba the Hutt's distant, distant ancestors who were elected or forced their way into being the, the tyrant leaders of, of this planet. 
I think that Jabba the Hutt's ancestors or Jabba the Hutt realised, now that I am king, queen, monarch, whatever, I don't really <laughs> need legs. I, I can cut these off myself. <laughs> oh, no. And I can just tell people to bring me things. So I think Jabba, at some point in his life, will have just sliced off his legs with the realisation, I can just say, hey, you, hey, bring me a, a, a glass of blue milk from Luke Skywalker's planet, and then they will bring him a glass of blue <laughs> milk. So I think he decided to chop off his own legs. <laughs> wow. wow. I'll tell you what, I I actually had a very, very deep commentary for this question um, about how I think oh, Jabba oh, really I'm represents... <laughs> check, check this out. I, I think Jabba represents greed yeah. and yeah. what that looks yeah. like in American society and mm, in the society mm. of the world, really. And that's a really, really deep answer to that, but I really, really like Lewis's answer a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and you haven't heard, do you we haven't really heard th- my brain teaser theory. Oh, here <laughs> it comes. Come on, Danny. Give it to us. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? What you got? I'm ready. I'm ready An for it. An ancestor of Jabba oh my God. was a monster from Monsters, Inc. who went <laughs> on Tatooine. There you go. You know, just... but that's t- that's totally plausible. Though they're they're all in the same universe now. They're all under Disney Disney's umbrella. Ex- yeah. Exactly. I, I presume there is a wooden door somewhere. We're going to see on, Jabba. On we're going to see Jabba in one division pretty soon. So you know, it's going to it's going to show up. Um, Be in the I background of all could... these people doing some actual acting. Then in the background, there's this enormous green slug just jabbering nonsense. Oh, I've got, I've, got, I've got an even better theory. Oh, it's just the Matrix has parted and it's just came to me in a fever. Okay, <laughs> see see when the monsters in Monsters, Inc. finally abandon scaring kids and try mm. and make kids laugh. Jabba couldn't make kids laugh <laughs> because of how ugly he was. So he thought, you know what? Screw this. I'm away. I'm going to find somewhere, and he found Tatooine. And he, <laughs> he became, defected to Tatooine. And he became a, 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 a gangster. That's what happened. Space gangster. 2319. Like we have a 2319. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So if uh, we're, we're sitting here talking about the relevance of how Jabba looks and what does that mean for society of the Earth and why is that connected to Monsters, Inc., and why is that connected to evolution? <laughs> and George Lucas was probably like... Uh, you know what? He should just be a slug creature. We don't have a slug yeah. creature. Uh, slug creature. It's probably it's gonna be Jabba. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah. We can read into it all day, but George Lucas probably was just like, yeah, that looks cool. Let's just do that. <laughs> he looks like a space gangster. So yeah. we're coming up. We're coming up on my final question I have for you guys, and this one's uh this one's kind of contingent against uh or amongst Star Wars fans. Do you think that Anakin Skywalker is the chosen one? Mm, deep. Um, I'm I'm going to answer uh, in in the only way I know how, which is confused. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize this was a contentious topic. Um, isn't he? Isn't he got like a million little bugs in him? That's the whole point, right? The Metaclorians. Yeah, he's got like a million little little bugs. So, is this what? Is there other people with more bugs? What's so going I'll tell on? you what. I'll tell you what, Lewis. There's actually, we we really don't know where the prophecy came from, like in canon now. Um, in Legends, there's a prophecy. There's, yeah, there's a prophecy. That's it's, the whole point. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. to bring yeah. balance to the force. 
Oh, right. you were the chosen one. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You were As I say, to, it's uh, the fever dream just... of Stu. It's, it's all washing over me again. Yep. So I can't really, I really can't blame you for watching all nine movies in such a short time. It, like, it, it was probably hard for stuff to sink in. Um, but there was a prophecy. We don't know exactly where it came from in canon now. In Legends, it, I can't remember exactly where it came from, but it had a source. And there's some people that's like, well, the Jedi didn't even really believe the trilogy, or the trilogy. <laughs> they didn't believe the prophecy. They were in the trilogy. Mm. They didn't believe the prophecy. And there's some people that say that Luke was the chosen one because he actually egged Vader on to kill Emperor Palpatine. He's the one that actually rid the, the world of the Sith. And there's others who believe that... Um, Balance means there's equal number of Sith and Jedi, and Anakin did that by defecting to the Sith and killing oh. all the other Jedi. So there's okay, like a so, million yeah. different answers. So it's your classic really sort of the prophecy isn't very clear type situation. Yeah. Well, and it's honestly non-existent. I don't even know if we get an actual readout of the prophecy verbatim. Okay. You know, I've never mm, under- mm. I've never understood that how like the Jedi are like ah finally balance to the Force when there's. <laughs> No Sith. Like what? What? It's just us. <laughs> you know, but uh, isn't isn't Ray the chosen one by default? Because look, See? Anakin Anakin didn't kill Palpatine mm. in, ca- in canon anyway. Good point. You know, you right. You, you can choose what you can. You know, believe what you want to believe. But if we're going by canon, then technically it was Ray that that did it. And by the way, I've got to say, I've got to just just bring this up because it's been nitpicking at me. Palpatine's whole mission was to get Rey to kill him so that he would pass into her and then she kills him and he and he doesn't pass <laughs> into her. So, like, I, don't, I don't know what Listen, because she used The light him. side. The light is so strong. It is so yeah, strong. I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. So I don't I, know. I think he was meant to be. I think he was meant to be the chosen one, but then mm. other other stuff happens, I guess. Yeah. I, I really I really do not like the prophecy through line through the prequel trilogy. Of course we really don't hear about it through the original. I don't I don't even know if it was contemplated during the original trilogy. They say that George Lucas had ideas for the prequel. I don't know. But it just seems like lazy writing to me. It, it seems like they, they threw it in there and then did nothing with it. It's yeah. it's not really clear. There's not like a, a true readout of what the prophecy actually says. There's Jedi who don't believe in it. And that could be a really interesting topic if they would have focused a little bit more on it. Yeah, mm, if, but they they made li- if they made if they made like Anakin like a sort of godlike figure and dark Jedi were like around him, sort of treating him as this some sort of god child and that's how he became yeah. you know, f- he fell to the dark side or something like that. That could have been really interesting. But like, and it seems like the the problem with a chosen one is like that there is nowhere to go from there, you know, because if yeah, you bring balance no... to the force, it's like it's not going to be a, a balance forever, is it? Because then the story wouldn't no. go on, you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's always going to be darkness somewhere, and it's exactly. always going to manifest in the force somewhere. I mean, there's there's no way to have true balance. I, I, that's what I believe, anyway. I agree. I agree. Maybe the lesson yeah. is that everybody in Star Wars just needs to go to therapy. And then that's the only way we'll actually have balance in the Force. Is if Palpatine's like lying on a couch just like spouting all the things that have happened to him. 
Yeah, and they blew my Death Star up again. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and like, Robot Chicken, you know? It could be like oh. Palpatine <laughs> and Robot Chicken. I love Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yo, Vader, yeah. how's my favourite Sith Lord? <laughs> what do you mean they blew up the Death Star? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. oh, my favorite quote is like, um, oh, 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 just build another one. Yeah, real original. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? You? You got a, you got an ATM in that torso light, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness. But, um, yeah, the, the yeah, like, like we're saying, the, the whole prophecy through line just, just seemed like it was shoehorned in. And it, there's no fulfillment. It's, it's just a problem for me. Yeah. What do you think about it, Wesley, before we wrap up? Uh, I don't really have much to add. Y'all did a good job covering everything. Well, that was very anticlimactic. <laughs> and so with that, that is another episode <laughs> of Dork Wars the Podcast. I'd like to extend a very big thank you to our friends across the pond, Danny and Lewis, for being on the podcast. Uh, you guys got any closing statements? Um, not off the top of my head. Um, thank you for having us on your podcast. It was it was of a course. pleasure and an honor. Where can we find y'all? Um, we have we have link trees. Uh, if you go to if you type in to go to your browser, um, such as Google Chrome or Firefox, um, you can uh, type in linktr.ee slash. Uh, for me, it's Lewis underscore Brindley. For Danny, it's Ohiram. For the podcast, it's Shouting into the Void, and you'll find links to. All of the podcast, our social media, our merch store, Patreon, all that sort of good stuff. Yep. Um, and you can go and have a look there. Go and go and go and take a cheeky look. Definitely, because once you look, you'll regret searching it. Um. Yep. <laughs> it's like a car Don't. crash you can't look away from. That's what our content is like. <laughs> so their 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 whole mission is: we're so bad, you got to join to see what we'll do next. Exactly. <laughs> You have to you have to join to see how we'll destroy our careers next. <laughs> but it's not true. These guys are so great. I really love listening to them, and I hope you guys hop over to Shout Against the Void and listen to some of their episodes as well. And with that, we appreciate you for joining us for another episode of Dork Wars the Podcast. Thanks, and may the Force be with you. Thank you for supporting Dork Wars the Podcast. You can check us out on facebook.com forward slash Dork Wars The Podcast. And if you would like to join in on the discussion or maybe suggest topics for us to discuss, please do so by joining our Discord community or sending us an email at dorkwarspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Make Out Session with Job of the Hut production.